This is exactly what I didn't want to do. There's thousands of fucking hot girls on the internet. That's not what I'm doing. So I started posting like lip sync videos. I was like, this seems like a good segue into yeah. like, hey, I'm a person. So <laughs> and then it, I was like, people are pretty receptive. And I was like, great, let's just keep fucking slowly being like, I am a person funny. Yes, yes, peppered in. I was like, if I lose people, like, I don't really give a shit. This is going to help me later. Welcome back to the show. I'm Travis Chappell, and I believe that if you can connect with the best, you can become the best. So after creating 800 podcast episodes about building your network, I've come to realize that networking is really just making friends. If you're doing it the right way, anyway. Join me as I make friends with world-class athletes like Shaquille O'Neal, entertainers like Rob Deerdeck, authors like Dr. Nicole LaPera, former presidents like Vicente Fox, or even the occasional FBI hostage negotiator, billionaire real estate mogul, or polarizing political figure. So if you want to make more friends that help you become a better version of yourself, then subscribe to the show and keep on listening because this is Travis Makes Friends. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Travis Makes Friends Podcast. Today, I'm sitting down with Nikki Howard. Nikki, Hello. what's up? Hi. Welcome to the show. You? Thank you for having me. Of course. It's been a long time coming. You know, I knew we were going to get along when I, I went to your Instagram bio. And I think this was after I watched the video that you and Brent <laughs> Pella did on Lancaster, which I definitely have some questions about. But so I go to your Instagram bio, <laughs> and then the only thing that it says is a quote from one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> Which is yes, Billy likes, Billy to, drink likes soda. to drink soda. Miss Lippy's car, Miss car is green. Is green. Thank you. You know, I put that there specifically so that I could weed out people that I knew I wasn't going to get along with. I'm like, if you understand this very, very specific quote, we're going to hit it what off. What about you, sideburns? Yeah. You want any of this milk? <laughs> no milk will ever be our milk. No. Nope. Yep. If you can't quote at least seven lines from that movie, we're the, not on the same page. This is just we're just this is formality. Have really. you always been a big fan of? comedy oh and my movies God. like that? Yeah. I just growing up was... My mom also, she had me way older in life. I grew up on South Park, like as a child, okay. because my mom had no reference point. She was like, it's a cartoon. It's animated. Exactly. It's totally fine. Yeah. For kids. <laughs> so that's what I grew up with. And I was like, oh, crank anchors. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Cal comes a bitch. Can I curse on here? <laughs> yeah, you're good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like this. And I remember the first book, one of the first books I read that I as was my choice was Chris Rock's book. It was just really? essentially like a transcript of his stand-up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is what I need to be doing. This <laughs> is my life. And my this mom, is like elementary school? Yeah, but I was probably, yeah, elementary school, okay. like middle school. There's like a, I have this picture of me reading that book and next to me is my brother reading Howard Stern's Dirty Words <laughs> in the backseat of a car. Just these are my children. It's not Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boys. <laughs> not really. Yeah. My mom's like, my children are reading. This is good. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, pretty much just from the beginning, yeah. I was like, this is it for me. And for the squares that don't know what movie we're talking about. Billy Madison. It's Billy Madison. Yeah. We didn't even say it. Yeah, yeah, right. Right. Yeah, it's a nudie magazine day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is, guys. Man, there's so many good, good parts in that movie. It's ridiculous. It's great. What are some of your other favorites? Movies? Yeah. Oh my God. Comedy specifically. Com well, yeah. I don't watch anything <laughs> other than that, really. Okay. When I'm, yeah, pretty much any Sandler. I love, mm. I've realized that all of my favorite movies have a negative 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Freddie Got Fingered, I love just because it's so absurd. I don't think it, I saw that one. Oh, Freddie Got Fingered? No. Daddy, would you like some sausage? It's like Tom Green. I love it 
not because it's like the funniest movie ever, because I just, I'm like, how did they give him so much money to make this? It, yeah, it's yeah. insane. Go watch it and you'll be like, what This the is ludicrous. Yeah. Makes no sense. I um, fell away with Hot Rod. You ever watch love Hot Rod? Love Hot Rod, yeah. That was one of my favorites. Is my my name's Rod. Yeah. I like the party. That whole yeah. scene is All of insane. it. I, Andy Samberg, Bill Hader. I know for a fact you do not party. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one who likes to party. Uh, babe, no babe. That's so Will good. Will Arnett's it's like small part in that movie so is- So fucking yeah, good. excellent. Yeah. Uh, Step Brothers. I mean, all Step of- Brothers, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I was really throwing it back the other- A Night at the Roxbury. Uh, oh, also has yeah. like a seven on Rotten Tomatoes because I went through, I recently went through this. So I was like, I gotta see. Because they'll give these ratings to movies that are just like, I'm like- Atrocious. This, this has yeah. no plot. Right. I'm like, this is just critics being like, fuck yeah. yeah I'm like, right, let me exactly. see what my favorite movies are. Right? <laughs> <laughs> They're all like dog Not good. shit. <laughs> Not even on there. Yeah, never good. Yes, all of them. This is an there. art. No, you know? no. It is to me though. But it is. You know? it's like, That's why it's subjective. You have to know what you're watching. Right. This is not, they didn't <laughs> set out being like, mm, uh, this is going to be a thinker piece. For yeah. People. They're just like, farts. <laughs> yeah. Like how no, many it's... laughs can we get yeah. in a 90 minute period? Exactly. Yeah. Which is yeah. also what's so great about like South Park and Oh my God. Guy and stuff. All of it. South Park. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's brilliant. It, and honestly, and I love any comedy that embraces and makes fun of everybody. Everybody, yes. Like, I get tired of, like, when I watch something and they're so one-sided yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know, a lot of late-night shows and stuff like that, even now, it's like, you just, you, you keep hounding this one thing all Everything the time. Everything has like, an agenda. Right, right, yeah. exactly. But then you go watch South Park and it's like, they make fun of these people, they make fun of those people, they make fun of that person, this person, this, like, this point of view, that point of view. Yeah. Christians, atheists. Everybody. They make fun of everybody. Nothing's off limits. No. And to me, that's like pure comedy. Yes, Because really comedy is. should actually be somewhat philosophical and yeah. get people to think about things. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, when you have a visceral reaction to something that's said in a, a stand-up routine yeah. or a sitcom or animated show like that, you know, like it genuinely makes you kind of question yourself and ask yeah. you like, why am I so offended to my core about this? Right. Is it really that big of a deal? Yes. What am I thinking? You yeah. Know I mean? Or when people just put it in a light that's, oh, I do do that. Like we, even yeah. the stereotypes is just like people laugh if you're making fun of that. Look at Sebastian Maniscalco, like mm -hmm, talking mm -hmm. about his Italian family. That crowd is all Italian. And then he's just talking about the stereotypes of his people. Right. And it's people love it because they want to feel like a community. And mm -hmm. I mean, granted, there's the other side of the coin where like people get, a, I just, I don't know. I'm, it's, it takes a lot to offend me. <laughs> I, just, well, I, I think you can't be in comedy. If yeah, you that's, thought, that's you know, true. Apparently can, now you can. I don't know. There's like a whole lane of. That's fair. Like the woke uh, comics. Sure. Sure. Which I've never seen. I, I don't, I just don't understand it. I don't get I it. I don't think you can put it. I feel like that's a contradiction, a woke comment. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Just, How do you push the envelope if you're worried about what people are thinking? I don't know. Yeah, it is scary though one. now, just even like Especially when you see the, the people that like flip. Like uh like you see like a Kimmel. Right. Who used to do whatever he wanted to do. And then it was like all of a sudden it was like, oh, I'm like religiously following this particular vein now. Yeah, I know. People, <laughs> like, society. It's like everybody, especially when you're like, when you have bosses, I'm sure, where right. it's like, you have to, you can't do this. You can't do this because we need the ratings. Blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Look at SNL. Right. Like, what happened to SNL? I'm like, oh, Jesus man. Christ. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Or fall from glory is what oh, happened. Oh my God, yeah. you guys. Yeah. This used to be something. Right, exactly. Yeah. Now it's like, I might watch a clip or two if they're like, if it is watched enough to get to like my reels or shorts yeah. or YouTube or something, then it's like, okay, that's probably actually funny. Yeah. But I don't watch 
I haven't watched a full show. No, I can't. Ages. I don't like when I feel like something's being forced on me. Yes. It's like, if I wanted to watch this, I would just go actively seek it out. But I'm right. here for comedy. And now I feel like you're pushing your, I don't care what <laughs> exactly. the agenda is. I feel like you're pushing something on me that right. I don't want to buy. Right. I just, I just want to laugh. I'm just, yeah. I'm just trying to zone out. And to be fair, some of the late night hosts, like they have some pretty sweet gigs. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to sell out, you may as well sell out for yeah. getting an awesome job like that. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, the like, thing. They're like, well. Like, like you'll put that contract in front of me, like, eh, I might say that yeah. too, you know? I'm, all, I'm saying this because I have no contract. If somebody approached me and Nobody's was like- Nobody's offered yet. Yeah. Look, I will be as one-sided as possible. Somebody- To be clear, me. yes. Yeah. Uh, producers. Yeah, yeah but if you're listening- My yeah. email is- I'll flip yeah. immediately. <laughs> say the word. Okay, so how did the Lancaster thing come about? Because you're, are you from LA? No, I'm from Florida. Okay, so yeah. you live here now. Yeah. How did you even- figure out Lancaster existed and then know enough about it to be like, we should make a video making fun of this terrible oh. place. <laughs> it's funny you should ask. So, I, I mean, I've driven through Lancaster before. And so- For what? Driven through it to get oh, someplace else. to go somewhere else. else. Yeah. Yeah. Or and, Bakersfield? Yeah, exactly. It's very similar. <laughs> Yakaipa, like all of that yeah. kind of like, what are we doing? Yeah, There's right. very specific people. It's like, is this California? Does it count as California? Is everybody yeah. okay? What's going on here? Are you guys good? <laughs> we just forgot that you guys are <laughs> the here. The answer's no. Nobody's checked in on you guys. They just put a couple chain restaurants. So yeah. like, they'll be fine. Yeah, fine. there's a Chili's. Yeah, there is yeah, a Chili's. We, we've made it. We yeah. referenced <laughs> to make sure. And an Applebee's. Um, yeah, so Brent, Applebee's is new, though. It, I mean, that's it, yeah, like, like the last five, six years. Yeah. Gentrification over there. That's what they call it. There's an Applebee's. They're being gentrified. Uh, yeah, so Brent, Pella, and I, who's one of my best friends, writing partner, we make a bunch of stuff together. Yeah, so I mean, I don't even remember. We wanted to shoot a video. It was a... Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox uh, parody. Yeah. And we wanted to shoot it at a cemetery. And we were like, oh, well, there's a cemetery in Lancaster. And I don't know why. We were just like, people in Lancaster, like, what the fuck is going on with them? I, I'd never, like, explored Lancaster because I'm, you know, why would you? Normal, yeah. Yeah, right. but I, just from the, the drive, one or two drives I've had through yeah, it, yeah. I was like, I, think I can get a grasp on these people and then we thought it would be it was the holidays and so we were like well let's do like a let's do a um like a destination video yeah, destination yeah, travel for, for someplace yeah. nobody wants to go yeah. and so it's let's get tourism to Lancaster and we literally went out there What's funny is like, it didn't take you very long to find a, a totally abandoned dirt field with a toilet bowl in it. Oh, the only, we literally <laughs> you know were like I mean? next to the cemetery and we're like, yeah. let's just walk. And yeah. then that's what happened. We were just like, this is perfect. <laughs> this is, we could not have asked for a better location. Uh, yeah, we didn't have to scout. Like we weren't, we, we didn't drive to nine dirt lots to look for a toilet. We parked like, <laughs> and then walked around and shot the video. And this is like the cemetery for those listening is like by Lancaster Boulevard. Yeah. This is like downtown Lancaster. Yeah. I was like, this is perfect. Yeah. And we just looked at stuff and we were like, that, that, <laughs> that. <laughs> yep. Let's I'll put a oh, pregnant man. belly on. So wig. Funny. Yeah, I we I think Brent had like a mustache and like yeah. blood like gloves, fingerless leather gloves. Yeah. I was like, I'll put a some pink leggings on and yeah. a lot of rhinestones and say I cut hair. <laughs> what else do you do in Lancaster? That is a good question. Yeah, yeah. yeah so you cut hair or you work at Northrop is basically yeah. Such a niche video. Sometimes we do yeah, videos sure. and we're just like. This is for us or like right. a very specific group of people. Right. I don't look at any of the 
I feel like the only one, but for my own sanity, I can't look at like the analytics or anything. Cause mm-hmm. I'm like the second I start investing in, Oh, how did this do? And yeah. all I was well, like, it's not, I'm just, I have to just write what I think is funny and otherwise I'm going to go fucking nuts. Yeah, you're going to make videos based on what you think works versus what you actually like to make videos about. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm very observational. It's just my style of comedy is like observational. So the second I'm like, oh, I should do, it's like you box yourself in. So thank God. Otherwise, I don't know if we would have done that video. <laughs> How many people want this right now? This Lancaster video. It's in high demand. It's yeah. a trending search. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Lancaster comedy. <laughs> well, it made me laugh. And Thank it's actually, you. I think the I think that is the video that I found you on the oh. first time. Um, and then I started seeing a bunch of stuff with you in uh, TV Emerson. Yeah. And I was like, this girl is hilarious. Oh, so thanks. that's when I had to had to reach out and get you on the show. But that was, it was just like such a perfect video. I sent it to all my, you know, buddies <laughs> from growing up and stuff and everybody's laughing at it. Um, how did you and Brent get in touch? We met through Stevie and I met okay. Stevie through a friend of mine from high school was like, because I'd been trying to, I was out here auditioning, mm-hmm. booking stuff. Nothing was comedy. And I was mm-hmm. like, how do I express this part of myself? Well, I was like, I'm telling my agent, I was like, I don't want to do like this stuff. I just, I want to do comedy. And yeah. there, I remember being told multiple times, you don't look funny. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do about that. That's not okay. Like literally that was my note. Yeah. You don't look funny. And I was like, dope. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where do I go from here? What do yeah. I do? So I was like, I guess I'll just make my own shit and show you guys. And then maybe when you see that I could be funny, you'll yeah, be yeah. like, oh, okay, she can do it. So I just was trying to, right around that time, I a friend of mine sent me Stevie stuff. And was like, you should reach out to this guy. And I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I messaged him. And he was like, let's write. And we wrote. And then ever since then, I was like, he's one of my best friends. We yeah. do a bunch of shit together. And he kind of like <laughs> showed me what he was doing. And then I, I met Brent. And I just met like my whole group of people and started a channel and was like, fucking hope this shit works. <laughs> <laughs> this could end poorly, yeah. but it worked out. So, you know, what? nothing really ends poorly when you enjoy it so much. Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> Tell that to people addicted to meth. <laughs> Lancaster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in Lancaster. <laughs> no, but I, I was just, you know, cause it's like you start this thing and you're like, I have no idea if yeah, people yeah. are going to be receptive. Nobody knows who I am. I don't look funny. <laughs> God damn it. So I'm like, here we go. But just trust it. And then I was like, one video a week forever. And then I just yeah. did it. And I didn't even promote it. And I just somehow grew. And here we are. Well, when you're actually funny, that's how. Thank you. you know, that's not, that's been, not somehow. That's directly correlated to you having some chops. Yeah. Well, I was just like, I mean, and again, I'm in like, spite of your looks. <laughs> yeah. It's like so hard to be me. No, it's just like, I mean, you have to be realistic about what you look like in this business and be sure. like, yeah, yeah. I was well, well aware. I'm like, there's zero longevity to like being this person. So <laughs> how do we figure out a career? An alternate path to, Yeah, forward. I was just like, all right, well, I'll skate by on this for as long as I can and see, <laughs> see if I can build a career in the time it takes. When it starts to fade, I'll have something under my belt. So here we are staying strong. But yeah, so anyway, my whole goal was not like, I was like, I don't want to be like a YouTuber. I just want to show people I can do this. So then sure. I can be like, taken seriously. Well, when people I can look roles. at, I can even have the opportunity to audition for these roles. Cause I wasn't mm. even, I wasn't even getting, not auditions. even getting in the door. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. They and look, look, look at your, like they look at your headshot and they're like, they're like, no, no, 
sexy cup too. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to do this. Is this my career? And I'm also like, there's so many girls that are like stoked to be sexy cops. Sure, too. right. Like right. they're that's the dream. Yeah, I'm like, like that's, that's just not. not yeah. I have I have more to offer. <laughs> <laughs> I can do more. So yeah, it's been working luckily, but I'm just like hoping to kind of transcend. I'm like, I really want to like Jimmy Tatro it. Take like I got a YouTube thing. You now start booking like stuff and get out. Keep still keep it, but sure, you know. Well, what a cool time to be alive, though. Oh, God, you know, that's what I'm saying. Can you imagine like trying to do that when the gatekeepers were the only way? Fuck, you know, like no. what do you do? Blowjobs, yeah. <laughs> which I probably wouldn't have been above. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> if this is the path, see what I can do. <laughs> All right, Harvey. Do I look funny now? <laughs> Sorry, not um, PC of me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> There's that. We've already covered that. Yeah, it's true. You can't be funny and peaceful. It's just tough. I mean, it's me. I just yeah. make fun of myself here. <laughs> but yeah, and now I'm here and now doing this interview. This is fucking yeah. sick that you're like, I was so stoked. I, it took so long for anybody listening. Like you reached out to me like a year and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, <so> and, is, <laughs> and I'm like, I just, I, I can't come to Lancaster <laughs> trip there. And then you're like, I'm here. And so finally it's happening and I'm yes. stoked about it. Oh, well, God. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate you being persistent and reminding me. <laughs> if there's one thing I am, Nikki, it is persistent. It's so good, though. <laughs> I also am, too. But it's like how you get shit done. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. You got to deal with a lot of rejection in basically any field that you're in. Yeah. But I assume the field that you're in is got to be like I did six years of door-to-door -door sales and like management, training, recruiting what and did you all sell? that stuff. A lot of stuff. I started in solar, did alarms for a while, did water purification for a while, sold roofs, sold, yeah, a bunch of different door -door? stuff. Door to door? Door to door. 100% commission. Door Holy to door. shit. I'm picturing like Cutco knives. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, that was one thing I never, I never sold Cutco. I never sold Kirby vacuums and I never sold pest control. Dude, Those Cutco are like the got big you though. They fucking oh, they, came out with a penny and they were allowing to cut this penny. They're savages. I will never forget. They came into my home when I was a child. My yeah. mom watched them cut a penny. And she bought a $3,000 set of knives. Uh, one fa she was like, <laughs> I'm like, when are you ever going to be needing to do that ever? Yeah. I don't know, but it's an option. The next dinner party. <laughs> check out this penny I can cut. That's crazy though. And yeah. I always thought like, God, that's fucking brutal. It is brutal. Yeah. yeah. Which is why I have a podcast now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's it. I, like you keep doing it. That's yeah. I have so much respect for that. I could never. Yeah, well, uh, and I was going to say the same thing. But what I was going to say is like, besides door to door and like cold calling in a, in a, you know, a call center, like those two things and auditioning for stuff and doing comedy and trying to kill on stage with original material and then go audition for stuff. Like those three things have to be like the most rejection that you yeah. could possibly face Dude, in bet, a career field. I bet Jehovah's Witnesses have such thick skills. Oh, well, so funny you bring that up <laughs> because I grew up, so in Lancaster, yeah. there's basically... <laughs> everything that exists in Lancaster. And then there's a compound out there uh, that's an independent fundamental Baptist church. Holy shit. Of course there is. So A compound. Yes. It's like 40 Lancaster acres. Lancaster is a compound. By itself. <laughs> right. But the people in the community refer to this church as the compound. Like, oh, you go to the compound. Because oh, it's literally fuck. like, I mean, it, it, Lancaster's a pretty small town. Right. But this church is like 8,000 members. And in this like cultish community in the IFB, which is like, 
a subsect of a subsect of a subsect in a broader religion, you know? Yeah. And so it was like, it's such a weird place for this massive campus. You know, it's like it's all state-of-the-art buildings, like 40 acres. There's a college, there's a publication ministry, there's a K through 12 school, and there's a church all Holy on this campus. Shit. And so I grew up there, almost literally grew up at the campus because I went there from kindergarten all the way through my senior year of college. Oh my God. So that was like growing up in this like bubble inside of Lancaster. In a bubble. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Shit. So I bring that up to say that I was knocking doors when I was like seven. Senior <laughs> Because every Saturday we'd go knock doors and invite people to come to church. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Did it work ever? I always uh, feel yes. so bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess. I was 11 years old, Nikki, 12, 13, maybe in junior high. So 12, 13. And I would knock on people's doors. And I was more of a nat, I think maybe a natural salesperson. Yeah. Because there's a ton of people who grew up the same way I did, who tried the door to door thing that I was doing. Cause I tried to recruit them and yeah. be like, Hey, come do this thing. We're making yeah. money doing, you know, doing pretty well. And they just couldn't, they couldn't yeah. hack it. That's so tough. I think I was uh, kind of naturally good at it. But when I was like 12 or 13, I would knock people's doors, invite them to come to church. And then like a minute into the conversation, I would ask them the question dead serious. And I'm talking to an adult, like yeah. a grown ass man or, you know, like a mom of four. And I'm like, do you know for sure that if you died today, you'd go to heaven? <laughs> and I would lead them in the sinner's prayer on their doorstep. Oh my God. Convert them and then bring them to church the next day. Dude, it's almost like more powerful coming from a child. <laughs> you're like, cause you're like, what do you know that I don't know? Yeah. You know what I you're mean? You're so sure yeah. and I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you've got it figured <laughs> you out. You seem certain Damn. in a field of uncertainty. That's crazy. Yeah. And you're also like, and would you like, <laughs> how's your solar? <laughs> yeah. Also, how's that energy bill treating well, I've you? Got you would here. you like some predictability? <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's in your blood. So yeah, I grew up doing that Damn. and then did a bunch door to door and then moved into podcasting. But yeah. I say that to say that like rejection's a part of anything you try to do yeah. if it's if especially if it's off the beaten path in any way, yeah. it's un it's unconventional. It's not even a matter of if, it's just a matter of when and how many times. Yeah, it's just and implied. can you keep going? Exactly. You could be the best right. at whatever you do, but are you resilient enough to just keep getting kicked in the yeah, balls? Cause you're, cause, like no matter how good you are, you will still be rejected. Every day. All the way up to the top. Yeah, you know even I mean? when you've made it. Yeah. People are still going to hate you. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, a, it's part of it. Well, you know, it was interesting. Do you know Tim Ferriss? No. Um, so he wrote the book, The 4-Hour Workweek, like multiple New York Times bestselling author, extremely successful guy by all standards, you know, a massive, he has a massive podcast, actually, like one of the, one of the top rated podcasts in all of iTunes. And he's talked, he's kind of the guy that reverse engineers, you know, world-class people and whatever. And wow. he's talked to every super successful person that you can imagine at really at the top of the game. Um, and he he wrote a book called two of them. One of them was Tools of Titans. The other one was Tribe of Mentors. And they were both basically almost like collections, like fucking like encyclopedias of like blurbs of conversations that he would have with like billionaire investors or like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like distilling success advice and whatever. And in his second book, I think, I believe it was Tribe of Mentors. He has an entire section in the book that's filled with rejection letters from people who didn't want to give him blurbs for that book. And this is like his seventh book. Yeah. He's already, he sold millions and millions of copies of the 4-Hour Workweek and some of the 4-Hour Body of Tools of Titans. He's a very, very well-known, very popular podcaster, author, yeah. speaker, you know what I mean? Investor, angel investor. He's put money in all the big companies when they were all really small. And even he, I, I remember like reading that, that part and being like, if this dude yeah. still gets this much rejection, and like, what the fuck chance do I have 
it's just you you either decide you got to do it or you decide that you don't want to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not going to avoid it. Yeah. But I also love that he put that in the book as like a fuck you. Yeah, like right. that's that's what I think. I'm like, God, I just that's the dream. Oh, like, it was a classy move because then he still put the people in the book that didn't want to be in the book. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like he just asked for their permission Loophole. afterwards. They were, they were like, no, I don't want to do it. And he was like, do I have your permission to publish this? Because the whole book was a chapter about how to say no to people. Right. So oh. he was like getting a bunch of people to say no to him right. who he didn't want to say no to him. But right. when they did, he was like, this is actually yeah. helpful advice for people who tend to say yes to too many things. You wow. know what I mean? Yeah. So it ended up being a super helpful chapter, but also That's ended great. up getting all the people who said no to actually kind of say yes. Oh my God. Which was like <laughs> totally ninja mind move. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. God, I should read this book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's it's a doozy of a book. Yeah, but I'm always It's one of those like toilet that. books, you know. I was just thinking you just that. read like two pages. I didn't want to say it because I was like, I haven't read this book and it could totally not be that but I was like this sounds like a good book to leave in a bathroom yes. it's like blurbs of success exactly exactly <laughs> yeah yep so I think rejections you know yeah. it's just it's it the barrier sucks, to entry though. But it's I, not fun no but I feel like it's good like my group of friends we all kind of I don't know if it's just us but sometimes I'll just like randomly get like the urge to because I know everybody's really we're all really hard on ourselves so I'll just yeah text or I'll get a text or I'll send a text out that's just like, hey, you're fucking awesome. And we're going to, we're doing this shit. And yeah. like, just out of nowhere. And it's just, we got to do that. Because yes. otherwise we just, we're just like, nothing's happening. But it's easy when you're, it's not you to see, holy shit, look how far you've come. Look at what you've done. Yeah, exactly, like, yeah. I just feel like it's important to remind everybody that. Yeah, it's the whole gap in the gain concept yeah. where it's like we tend to focus on the gap. Mm. What we have not yet achieved right. versus looking back and being like, well, I've come a pretty long way. Yeah, from, I've done some shit. You know, yeah. Knocking door on doors. Door. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, but you know, there's no other way to make it happen. And that goes back to the persistence thing. It's like, yeah. It, you're going to get rejected. So, yeah either persist and work through it yeah. or go get a job. Exactly. You know, which there's no shame in. No. But you can't do this and then complain. Right. When you're getting all this, these rejections. Or, yeah. That, my favorite is like the person who gets the job and then like uses the job as an excuse as to like why they're not. Like, yeah. You got to do like to do it both. Exactly. How bad do you fucking want this shit? Exactly. You figured out. I did not enjoy door to door. No. And so I started the podcast and I invested tens of thousands of dollars into this new thing that I was doing, not knowing anything about yes. what I was doing. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Knowing full well that I might be pissing away yeah. tens of thousands of dollars that I didn't really have. Right. You know what I mean? This, yeah. is, this is all on a credit card. But, you know what I mean? Yeah. 0% credit card, by the way. I did it smart. All yeah. Right? So chill, Dave Ramsey. It was 0%. And I never paid a dime in interest wow. because I paid it off Fuck before, yeah. like with money from the new thing yeah. that I started. But, but I took it that seriously. My point is, is like I was still knocking doors, right. working my job job, making money, paying my bills, and then doing this in my free time. Right. Exactly. You know, like, yeah. You, you just you exactly said like, how bad you want to yeah. do Are it? you willing to just like really gamble on yourself? That's what I did too. I got all of the equipment to make sketches. I was just like spent hours trying to learn Premiere and like yeah. audio equipment and like what <laughs> what is Aperture? And I'm like, okay, all right, what? <sighs> Fuck, I'm losing so much money every day that I do this it's for so years. Expensive. And I'm so much time. Yeah. And you're just like, I fucking hope this works. I did works. not want to be a videographer. No, I don't want to <laughs> do any wanted, of this shit. Yeah. I just want to show up. That's all I want. Still to this day, I'm like, 
am I funny now? It's working. <laughs> like, look at, see, I have, but I'm so grateful. You know, it's like so fucking glad I did it. Cause yeah. it's, especially now, you know, like if I'm not at the mercy of yes. Hollywood, somebody else's decision making, telling me like, oh, you can't do this or you can't do this. Right. Everyone's on strike now. I'm like, right. I, I don't have to worry about it. Thank God. I'm like, I've got my own shit going on. And it's like, you get to work with your friends and talk to new people and do new shit. What a fucking life. Did you have a nine to five type job before when you were trying to get things started? <laughs> I, I moved to New York and I was in school there and I was modeling from a very young age. I don't know what happened, but maybe because I'm like a Capricorn and I'm very business oriented and I always knew I wanted to do this. But I was like, I remember... I turned 16. My mom was like, you can model when you fucking get a car. Because I was like, oh, you did it, mom. I could do it. And she was like, I don't want you to do it. You're going to get a fucking eating disorder. I don't want to <laughs> deal with it. This was her advice to me. I was like, mom, I'm not going to get an eating disorder. Like, I promise you. And by that time, I was already like... I, Which is uh, always awesome when kids say those types of things. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they know better. Yeah. I was like, mom, don't worry about it. For sure. It wasn't like, don't get pregnant either. Yeah. Which I was like, all right, this is way more serious. But at that time, I was like doing elementary school. I was doing plays. And then I was at this performing arts middle school. You had to audition. It was a whole thing. And so I was like, mm. always trying to like, all right, I know what I want to do. Yeah. So I was doing like community theater. And I was like, okay, I don't want to be a model. But I was like, if I start modeling... Then I, when I move to New York and go to school, then I'll have a portfolio and maybe I can get money doing that and then probably get an agent for commercial work because that seems like a good trajectory of doing that. And then maybe once I have a commercial agent, I can start doing smaller roles. I have no experience in show business whatsoever, but yeah. I always like, but I always knew for some reason I was like, I'm not like, I'm going to have to do this. I'm not going to get an audition that's going to. I don't know what that even meant, but I was like, I'm going to have to make this happen myself. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but I was like, all right. But I had the good grasp on the steps that I needed to take, the logical steps to get to like, okay, model and then commercial and then maybe some TV stuff and then maybe movies. So that yeah. seems like it makes sense and like the linear path. Yeah. yeah, it was very linear. So. But when I had been, I was in high school and I had three jobs in high school. I worked at a, a gym, a tanning salon, and Starbucks. Nice. And I was like, I turn 18, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So when I was in school, I was, but I had also been modeling and doing like little jobs here. So I was in school in New York, I was modeling. What were you in school for? Acting. I okay. went to like acting conservatory. I okay. was like, meh. Sure. Uh, <laughs> something. So I was like rolling around on the ground and crying and breathing. And I was like, this maybe will be helpful. But I was doing like, I was self-submitting myself to everything. And then I, I ended up getting a commercial agent when I was in New York and a modeling agent there. So I was going out in auditions and in school. And I was a pizza prostitute, which is like, you know, you stand on the corner, you're like, get pizza. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> pizza, did you, pizza. Did you dress up? No, oh, okay. I fucking wish. I probably, I just stood there and I was like, does anybody want pizza? But that's the closest I've ever come to door to door. And I fucking hated it. I was like, I can't do this. Hey, Even people that that's like. That's a product you believe in though. If you, you, know you either mean? want pizza or you don't, man. Like, I can't force this on you. It's your life. You know, you do what you want to do. <laughs> if people want pizza, they're going to get it. I don't know. But anyway, I was just like, sure. So by the time I was like, I went to New York, I had a book already. And then I was doing commercial work. And I ended up moving to L.A. because I was like, I could have such a better quality of life and be equally as poor if I just moved to L.A. Like, New York is just so brutal. To I live. was going to say why... I'm, like difference between New York and LA for you at that time then? Oh, well, I 
always want to live in New York. My family's like generations of New York Jews. Like it's just like in my blood. We're just, we're New York. Yeah. But I was like, that seems like a good place to live. I always wanted to just live there. I'm glad I did because the hustle of New York, you just go. How long were you there? I was there for three years. Okay. And then I moved here and I was like, everyone is just sitting around. So I was like, what the fuck? But I moved here. And the second I moved here, I was like, submit, submit. I had an eight. My agent was by Coastal at the time. Okay. And then I ended up getting a commercial agent here. So, and then I was just submitting myself. I was like, I cannot get a real job. I can't do it. Like I just, mm. uh, my apartment in Venice was like $700 a month. It, That's cheap. Yeah, I was split it. I know I sublet it. I got, it was crazy. So it was like $1,400 for two bedroom and it was an absolute shithole. But I was like, I don't give a fuck. This is fucking <laughs> Somebody's awesome. Somebody's shooting up outside. Yeah. yeah. I, I swear to God, a homeless guy broke into our building like week two. We lived there. They had the SWAT team come. He barricaded <laughs> himself in the building. I was like, I was six hundred dollars a month. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right>. Sure. <laughs> Whatever, man. But I was like, so I was doing like trade shows and like modeling and auditioning and mm. I started auditioning, but... And then Instagram came out at that time. And like, I I met one of my best friends at a trade show. And she was like, do you have an Instagram? And I was like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, oh, why the fuck? I was like, why would I get that? It's like the new Facebook. Yeah, well, I was just like, why the fuck? Who gives a shit what yeah, I'm yeah. doing? And she was like, I make $1,000 a month on that. And I was like, and Instagram, <laughs> I've got it. And that's I N. Yeah, yeah. I was like, perfect. But, and I was like, well, I don't know what the fuck to post. And she was like, just post like, you have a bunch of pictures. Yeah. So I had this whole portfolio of modeling and I was like, I guess I'll just post that. So then I started getting like random like influencer things and I was like, mm. that's fucking tight. Let's yeah. do that. Yeah. So I'm like auditioning, like self-submitting, getting like weird little like e-com modeling jobs. And the whole time I'm like, building this following of like creepy fucking dudes and I'm like that's tight because I'm making money but also like this gets me nowhere but I don't want to get into like the foot I'm, picture I'm, selling yeah, game exactly. yeah. I'm getting so far away from what <laughs> this feels so disingenuous from who I am like I'm like and then I would be like shooting and working and people like you're just like why not who you seem like you would be yeah and I'm like I yeah I don't know and they're like why don't you put that and I'm like I don't know at that I was like Nobody wants to see it. These fucking guys don't want to see that. You got to keep the aesthetic of the feed, yeah. you know, consistent. No feet. No feet were um, shown. Thank no, God. No, feed. Oh, I the thought Instagram you said feet. Feed. I was like, oh, no, no. that's a different, <laughs> that's a different line. That's not Instagram. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The feet. Yeah, I was just like, I don't know. But at that point, I was just like, fuck it. This isn't, I now have this tool of like something that could get me to where I want to be. And I'm making yeah. like, my overhead was low. So I was able yeah. to like swindle a lot of shit from like a food and shit. I was mm. like somehow managed to like get food. Well, pizza. Pizza. No, but like Instagram, <laughs> I was like working with this meal prep oh, company. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. it wasn't like I was like making all this money, but I was right. like, how can Doing I- a lot of swaps How and can I hack and, the yeah. system? Yeah. yeah. So it was like very low overhead and making somehow bartering for yeah. posts and whatever. But I was like, fuck it. I can't. This feels like such a fucking chore. It's getting me nowhere. This is exactly what I didn't want to do is like be hot. I'm like, there's thousands of fucking hot girls on the internet. That's not what I'm doing. Well, all right. Let's just post some shit. So I started posting like lip sync videos. I was like, this seems like a good segue into like, hey, I'm a person. So (laughs) And then I was like, people are pretty receptive. And I was like, great. Let's just keep fucking slowly being like, I am a person funny. Yes, yes. Peppered in. I was like, if I lose people, like, I don't really give a shit. This is going to help me later. So, yeah. And then, but 
to answer your question very long term, no, I never had to get, but I was like at like CVS passing out like salad dressing. I was doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I right, was right. like- It was gigs. Yeah, it was a lot. I was doing a lot yeah. of gigs, heavy on the yeah. gigs. Yeah, so if 14. you put your resume together, it would just be like 18 pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, probably not. It was like a lot of it was like off the books too. It was like, yeah, yeah. So oh, totally. what was this? Under the table. 11 year gap. <laughs> your resume. I was like pretty trying to find myself <laughs> a lot in Vegas at trade shows, like cigar yeah. trade shows. Just yes. gross. Just getting groped. I'm like, all right, man, give yeah. me my 500 bucks. I'm out of here. <laughs> See what happens. But you yeah. put it, you, put, you pieced it together though. Oh yeah. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you. That work by itself is the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Did you ever have second thoughts or did you ever second guess yourself kind of being like, I wonder what would happen if I just moved back home and got Oh, never, not once. Never, not, not once. once. I was like, this has to work. Hmm. It, there was no like- Escape plan. Yeah, and that's because a lot of people like I would go back home and visit and people would be like, so what, what, if this doesn't work? And I'm like, no, that's not, sure. never once has that crossed my mind of like, if this, I feel like the second you start thinking of that, well, I am fully invested in yeah. this. If this doesn't work, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> like legitimately, like it has to. Well, but there's something so powerful about that level of commitment. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It, especially when when you're in these hyper competitive fields. Right. Because there's some people like that are ultra talented and then you have to go compete with these people. Yeah. And then if you do anything other than work on that craft, 
you're obviously going to get left in the dust. Yeah. If you do the half-assed job, you get less than half-assed results. Right. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like you have you have to put in extraordinary effort. Unless you're to someone's get kid. extraordinary results. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which happens a lot. <laughs> Unless now you I'm have like, a cool I'm, ass name. I'm yeah. fucking going up against people's kids. Yeah. Like right. shit, man. Right. So against people that have other advantages. Right. Exactly. That, that are not like accessible right. to you or yeah. to to us like normal people. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Out here trying to make it happen. It's you know? just so crazy. Once you get into it, you're like, there's so much. And the, Nepotism. I, and Now that I'm like making my own shit, like it's, I used to just be like, what the fuck? Just give me a chance. But now right. that I'm like producing my own shit and spending money, I'm like, I totally get why they wouldn't hire me and they would hire Zoe Deschanel. Like they know people like her already. And sure. like they already so it's like you kind of understand that, but it's still like Yeah, like when you're when you're the person that's investing the money into the thing, you're right. you're kind of like, I yeah. kind of understand. Because I, I wouldn't take a chance on that person either right. when I have a for sure thing here. Yeah. But if you I'm look risking, at their proof of yeah. concept here, <laughs> this endless maybe, you'll see she can do it. Yeah, I don't know. It's fucking but it, yeah, what a crazy turn that everything took and now it's almost like you don't even have to be good if you have a following well because a lot of those same people that are investing a ton of money into it yeah they know at the end of the day regardless of the final product it has to sell it has yeah. to be viewed people have to like actually fucking care yeah you know what i mean so when you when you're out there and you have already done the legwork of media distribution yeah. for them they're like oh well yeah. this person like has 112 followers, but this person has yeah. 643,000 followers. Yeah. If we cast this person, if they're apples to apples yeah. in terms of talent, in terms of their fit in the role, they never are. Then it's like <laughs> <laughs> they never fucking are. That's the pro. That's my problem. Yeah, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like <laughs> that? What did you even like audition this person? Like, are you just? I don't. I I feel. I don't know. I have so much to say about it, and you know, I. Brent and all my friends, we we really try to like make a really good product and we yeah. like invest and got fucking gaffers and good sound and like it's like a it's legit high quality production for sure. Yeah. And then I'm like, we're looking at like TikTok feeds of like, <laughs> and NPCs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, first of all, so I, oh, yum yum banana or yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. like, and. 40 million views. Oh I'm like... $7,000 a day. What are we do? What? Yeah. What do we do? Right. What do we do? I don't know. I'm like, but that is so weird, by the way. What can... Do you know about... What is it? Is it sexual? Like, I don't... You know... I can't figure so it out. So, I think the answer is technically no. <laughs> but... Me pitching this to you, my mom. It's <laughs> my new career path. Yeah. So, mom, it's technically not sexual. No. <laughs> However, uh, yeah. you know, if you have a hot girl with a somewhat low-cut top that's, I like, mean, pretending to be sexual, this thing, but then, also like, like, a I, lot of the guys that are watching it are going to turn it into something sexual. Classic. Yeah. But... Uh, I don't they're, get they're, they're talented folks. How did guys. that get here? Yeah. <laughs> the guys that turn everything sexual, yeah. they really are much more so than the NPCs. Yeah. I think it's a gift. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I just don't. It's wild. I, to I'm me. like, how is this? Yeah. I just want to like rally everyone. I'd be like, have we lost our minds? Like, if TikTok was already the bottom of the barrel, then this is what's where next? are we here? What, what is we? this? I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't know how that works. Is that the pendulum has swung. But she's making, she was making, this one girl anyway was making like $7,000 a day. Someone told that me that too. For a couple hours of just like pretending to be a 
non-player character. Not uh, yeah, I I thought that was an insult. Like I've heard that used as an insult before. Like yeah. oh, NPCs. Not anymore. Not anymore. Jokes on yeah. you. When you're making two hundred thousand dollars a month, <laughs> <Look at> my <laughs> mansion of cash flow. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I'll cry myself to sleep in my Lamborghini. Yeah, I was explaining. I was talking about this recently. I'm like, can you imagine like bringing like a girl home for <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner and like your fan? You got to She's there. Your family's like, what do you do? And she's yeah. I'm an NPC. Yeah. Your grandma's like, what is that? <laughs> it would yeah. be. You got an uncle who's just like, is it sexual? It would, <laughs> technically, <laughs> no. Technically, <laughs> Uncle Joe, it's not. Oh, but fuck. here's the link. Yeah. <laughs> link in bio. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you're going to have to spend some money, though. <sighs> yeah. If you want to give her a cherry or whatever the yeah. fuck. I, I don't understand. It's that. like Donkey Kong for people. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't get it, man. And I'm like trying to figure it out. I don't think it's meant for regular people to get. I don't think it's, yeah, you I don't think I mean? it's something to get. Yeah. Just look at it. But then with the girl, like if you did bring her home to a family, it's like, it's hard to argue that, well, we also flew here on a jet. Right. So, yeah. Like, it's weird. I, but, it's what we know, do. But we're ditching and we're going to go eat at Nobu. Yeah, you know? exactly. <laughs> I mean, more Enjoy power to Enjoy your turkey. Them. I know. Yeah. Fuck. You know, it's what happens when you try to do things the right way. You know, yeah. it's like you got to see sometimes you got to you got to be totally cool with taking short term L's because it's yeah. like that is something I will never do. Yeah. I don't care how much money it is. Yeah. I'll never do it. That's the thing. You know? I mean, there's so much stuff, too, that I'm like, God, I would be so much further ahead in my career if. Yeah. But further ahead by whose definition? Right, exactly. Yeah. Or like financial, you know, whatever. Sure. There's so many times where I was like, man, I wish I didn't have to. When I was like super fucking broke, I'm like, God, I wish my mom didn't instill these morals in me <laughs> that I like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes, God I do damn know what it. Like, if yes. I didn't know that this would impact my career negatively. Yeah. Uh, but it's also like, I'm not like my humor. If I didn't have the wisdom to yeah. see the future. Yeah. If yeah. I didn't know exactly how men thought, like <laughs> pretty much I would just totally fuck it. But like you can't. Yeah. To me, I don't know. I, I just, I think maybe I have like more of a man brain where I'm just like, I wouldn't take me seriously either if my titties were out. <laughs> like, fuck. Why would you listen to my jokes? <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Fuck, I don't know. But I mean, that's also not self-relatable comedy. I'm not like, you know, selling. I'm not like Eliza selling sexual comedy. So right, right, right. It's tough when I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Gotta like you said, aware. it's tough when you have values. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it tough really, out here for value-based <laughs> folks. so true. Like, morals. <laughs> a strong moral compass. Yeah. Ah. Right. I was at, uh, find myself in these like random dinners and like rooms with people that are extremely wealthy. Yeah. And inevitably when in some of those rooms you meet a lot of really really great cool people yeah. who've built amazingly valuable companies who have given back and and make a huge impact and i love those people yeah every once in a while you get in rooms of people who kind of had that flash in the pan wealth uh. or they come from family money or or they like they they accepted bitcoin payment in 2012 and then now they're worth 700 million dollars you know what i mean and like but they think that they're a business person right. yes. even though they'd never made like yes. everything they objectively do loses money right. but they have so much money from this one thing and you get in the room with those people and, and you're they, just yeah. you're just like oh yeah God, you are just a nightmare of an individual like yeah. i and I they can't. try and tell you what to do yeah yeah i yeah. know i've been trying to do that 
more to like network and put myself and like talk to people and go sure. places, which yeah. I fucking hate doing. Yeah. Hate going places and meeting <laughs> new people. I fucking can't stand it, but I'm trying because it's important. Doing to, stuff stinks. To have experiences yeah. and things. But I do find myself around, you know, actors and mm. like people that are in the business, to, but very similar where it's, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. And I'm like, yeah. ugh, yeah. fucking kill me. But because so much of it, it's, are you doing that? Or mm-hmm. are you just saying that you do that exactly. and you just not do it? Like, exactly. I don't know what to believe. And I it's way too much dick measuring that goes on. Right. And it's, and it's like, you don't even know if you're using the right measuring tape. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or if there is, should I bring one? I don't know. It's, it's a lot, but there, there are people, like you said, when you meet people that are actually doing and actually have good advice, you're like, oh, it reminds you why you're doing it. It's like, you you still got to do it. To me, that's where the opportunity comes from. Right. You know what I mean? And and obviously like my show is called Build Your Network for a long time. We switched to Travis Makes Friends because it was like, after doing a show about quote unquote networking and like doing a deep dive into it. And I read a bunch of books and I was talking to all the best people in the world about this subject. And after a while, I was just like, the people that I know that are the most well-connected people who have been around for a long time, which is important to me, who have yeah. a seemingly good reputation with the majority of the people that they meet. Nobody's going to please everybody. Yeah. But if they have an overwhelming majority of people, you know, see them in a positive light. They do good things in the world. They, they put out, you know, they, get, they add more value to everybody in their life than they, than they you know, take from other people. It's like when I, when I see those people, they're not like, networking. Right. They are making friends. Yeah. Like they are just going out, meeting people, connecting on commonalities, finding things that that you have that may, are maybe similar, adding value where they see that they can, yeah. making an introduction or recommending a book or they're just, they're there, they're valuable. And then those people are opportunity manufacturers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like when you, when you get around opportunity manufacturers, you can't help but slip into opportunities sometimes. They're yeah. like, how the fuck did I get here? And it's like, oh, well, if you intentionally put yourself in rooms with people who right. have an abundance of opportunity flowing out of them, it's just like, you're going to catch some of that sometimes. I yeah. see. That's the thing though. That's, I need more. I, whenever I think, I have like a bad connotation with networking because it feels yeah. like you're going there with an agenda. Exactly. And like, it just feels desperate. Whereas like, I just feel gross going it's, into it's like- It's done the wrong way. It's and that's networking. The right. and these people just think I want shit from them. And right. like everybody's like a fucking- blood sucking piranha either you're the guy that everybody wants something from or you're the person that's like yeah i gotta go talk to this person it's like none of that's good so i've always tried to stay away from that Mm -hmm. so approaching situations with like making friends like you're saying like just no expectations like this person could be cool and things who knows what they do i don't know right or not but and being okay with you're not going to connect with everybody even if you connect in terms of we shook hands and we met maybe we just have nothing in common yeah and it's like i thought that they would be like i've met plenty of people that i was like oh, i really want to meet that person because like it seems like we have a lot of aligned interests and yeah. you know similar personalities or backgrounds or whatever yeah and you meet them and spend time with them you're like eh, this guy's kind of a douche <laughs> this guy <laughs> like, sucks. Nah, i don't want to be here anymore yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? i'd like to leave now yeah so yeah but then you leave and yeah. then but you also like through that person you met these two other people right and they're your people yeah you know what i mean and yeah. it's like it's hard to know that if you never yeah. go out and meet the other you know what i mean I, every dud knows a stud you know yeah. what i mean it's just like you, you, know. you, you might 
you might, it's always the dormant ties, like the weaker connections where it's yeah. like, oh, this person met, introduced me to that person. I met that person at that person's party yeah. who introduced me to that person. And that person is, they're my best friend yeah, or they've done this thing. And it's just, they're such an awesome, amazing human being. I can't imagine my life without that yeah. person. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, I would have never met them if yeah. I had not met that person who introduced me to that person. That I know, person, it's that crazy person. when you think that. You know what I mean? You're like, Jesus. But it is, those, there are those people that are like, I'm sure you know them. You might be this person where you meet them and they're like, I, you have to meet X, Y, and Z. They're like connectors. There yeah. are people that are truly like on this planet and they just fucking connect people. Yeah. And you're like, how, this is, I, I know like a handful of people that are like that. And like the second you meet them, they're like, you have to meet this person. And this person is, you guys are gonna, like, you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You're just like, oh, okay. Like, yes. I, 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 I do need, tend to do that. Yeah, I need yeah. those people because I'm not gonna be, I'm not that guy. I'm just like, if you think that, I trust you. I don't, I just met you, but like, you've seemed very sure. Of what I need to do for my career. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the it's the certainty rubbing off. Again. Yeah, yeah, it's just, just like they they see it. Right. So I I don't know enough people to do that. I'm like, you should meet my fucking mom because <laughs> I know her. And she, <laughs> she's cool. She's cool. I guess. sometimes <laughs> she can be on, cranky. You get her on a good day. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm really trying to like to do more of that, but it's yeah. it's tough. It is tough, yeah. especially when you have a good group of people already. It's yeah. so tempting just to be like, why wouldn't I just go hang out with the people I already know that I like? Right. Or I'm like so busy. I'm like, I just don't even want to go. I, if I'm not hanging out with the people I already like, like, right. I just don't. I have... want to go home and watch Netflix. Yeah. I just, it's, it's a lot of mental energy just being. It is. I, I'm, you know. Would you consider yourself introvert or extrovert? Y yeah. I introvert. am. I am. This is a new thing for me where I try and like live a life and not be so. Forever. I'm very yeah. type A. I'm very linear. I'm very, if I'm not working towards my career, I'm wasting time here. Mm -hmm. Like my thought process was very much, if I don't make it, I don't want it to be because I didn't do everything in yes. my fucking power yes. to make it happen. Like yep. I will be able to rest easy knowing. Eliminate I'm, all regret. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my thought process forever. Mm -hmm. Until recently when I realized I don't have... I, I do the same thing every single day. I don't have any new experiences. I've never been on vacation. I've never done it. <laughs> never done fucking anything. I, I don't do anything. Yeah. Even with my friend, I go to bed at eight o'clock and I wake up at four thirty in the morning and I don't fucking stop. Yeah, that's my life forever. So now, I went on vacation recently. I'm like trying to do no more new things and meet people and have new experiences, and it's paid off so much in yeah. my art. If I wasn't actively trying to do that, I would be living like I was where I'm I was per I was pretty much fine like just being by myself and working sure. and like because I'm tired and I'm like eh. yeah and, but it definitely takes more effort for me to go out and meet sure. people I, I would never it would never be my choice so I would never really make plans I'm just kind of I've been pushed into plans by proxy and saying yes yeah. so that's really I ha it's, it's just saying yeah. I don't even make the plans I just have to say yes to the plans and that even that was very Tough for challenging. me. It's challenging. So let me ask you this. Who you know or what you know? Which one do you think is more important? Oh, this is very chicken or the egg type of a thing. Because if you, what, if what you know is that you have to make friends to do what you like to do, then I would say I'm going to take a very logical approach to this question. <laughs> Well, There's no right see. or wrong, by the way. I, I think asking. it's what you know, because what you know can align you with who you need to know or want to know. Sure. To, yeah. Just in what I feel very 
I feel like there's <laughs> this was a loaded question. I was not prepared. Now for. I'm going to make you look like an idiot to, do, <laughs> to do what? What's no. the end game? No, no. It's for me. It was like a question that I asked. I probably asked that question like 500 times. Yeah. To, 500 different guests on uh -huh. the show. So I first wrote the question when I actually first started the show. And I thought it was going to be one of those because I always heard that growing up. Like, oh, who you know is more important than what you know. It's all about who you know. It's all about oh, who you yeah, know. Oh, yeah, everyone says you know, that. It's basically only, it's, it's exclusively used by people who got passed up for an opportunity right. because they, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. They didn't know the yeah. boss's daughter right. or whatever. Right. So most of the time it's used in a negative connotation. Right. So I always heard that growing up. So one of the questions, you know, I have a show on network yeah, exactly. relationships, like who you know or what you know. And then they would all say who you know. And then we would talk about relationships and why yeah. who you know is better. And I started asking this question and then I started getting wildly different answers right. for the question. Yeah. And so that's why sometimes I still throw it into conversations because I think it's still an interesting thought experiment because I've now been presented with evidence from people who are much more successful than I am for both sides of the conversation. I still put it in the who you know category for me specifically, but I do like definitely agree that it is kind of a chicken and egg thing. And because well, the reason I brought it up is because you were just saying I, I was by myself and I was yeah. working and I would, every day I did this and I did this and I did this. I was putting in the action. It's like that to me, that's the what. Right. Like what is like the categories of like what mm. the, the things you actually know, like your knowledge, but also like your competence, your skill set, your craft. Like right. those are all under oh, the I what. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? The who is like the relationships that you have who are going to bring opportunities to you or potentially help you be better at what you do right. and, and, oh, and help you improve or get better or whatever. Oh, see, I see them as intertwined questions. Because you have what you you have to know that you, you have need to be people. competent. Like oh sure 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 that's, yeah, that's what you're like yeah, yeah. where I'm like otherwise if you just think it's work then sure. you're not gonna you could be the best person ever but you're not gonna meet people to collaborate with right. so that's what I'm saying is chicken and the egg is like you have to know what that you need yeah connections with people they're both vitally important yeah you know to, to me it's now like the way I look at it now is it's more like cycles yeah. It's like there's going to be phases of your life where you should probably be focused on the what. Like right. You should probably be like, if, yeah. if you're not good at anything, <laughs> like you should probably go get good at something first. You know Just what I mean? Just go like, get good at something like, and come back. Like learn people. how to read and then come back to me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? But you got to you gotta be competent and yeah. you have to be like, especially in terms of like young people getting started in their career. It's like you got to be competent and you got to be ambitious and hardworking. It's like, yeah. if you can do those, like if you have these qualities, to me, it's the who you know outweighs right. the what. Because if you go get around the right people, who've been there, done that, walked the road a thousand times before you, like they can help you learn at such an increased rate. Yeah, like, like they can they can true. shorten your learning curve by yeah. decades that's, and turn yeah. it into a couple of years yeah. because they can be like, oh yeah, I did that. Don't do that. I did that. That worked. You right. know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they can help you so much. That's interesting. I guess it just depends on like what your end goal is because I think I just took that and ran through a million scenarios in my head of, well, it depends. What do you want to do? Because yeah. like, it depends on what you want to do. I think if you want to be really good at something, like I think it, the question gets a little bit muddled, but if you just want to be fucking famous, then it's all about who you know. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't care about like the quality of what you're doing, then yeah, you just n meet someone and you could be like subpar and whatever. Right. right. I it think, is such a nuanced thing because yeah. like the most outsized examples of it are still a what you know thing, I think. Right. If you get so good at something, 
then everybody wants to know you. If you're Mark Zuckerberg, right? it's like, well, you invented Facebook. Sure, but it was about who he knew also once he did it. Like, Sure. It was helpful while he was building it. Right. Yeah, right, to know the right people or bring the right people into the dorm room or whatever. But then now he gets every opportunity he could ever want or imagine because of the what, because he's the inventor of Facebook. Or like a Joe Rogan, you know what I mean? It's like these these people, they like, like Joe Rogan can meet anybody in the world that he wanted to meet. Yeah. With probably a few emails or text messages. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's because of the what. Right. But the what was fueled by the who. I know. Because he built the show off of the who. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's this constant like cycling through. Yeah. But I like to bring up the conversation because I think the majority of people don't think of the who part as being that significant. Right. They're just, they, they're so focused yeah. on, uh, fuck everybody else. I'm just going to get really good at this thing. Like, I just need to focus on my craft. I just need to do this. Like, no, I don't want to go to that event. No, I don't want to go to that party. No, I don't want to go yeah. to that thing. And it's like, and then you start doing that and you couple that with skill, competence, knowledge. Yeah. And and then it's like, yeah. shit, I, I wish I'd done this 10 years ago. Because yeah. like that one person introduced me to that person, like that cut three years off of what I thought I was going to be able to do. Right. You know what I mean? That yeah. it's, it's to me, it's like the difference between incremental rates of time return right. and exponential rates of time return. Yeah. I, I truly believe like if I was <clears throat> just still doing that, like still just like work, 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 I probably would be like doing pretty well. But I think it's just like my happiness as yes. a human being. Was- so that's, <laughs> I was going to say, that's like the ultimate, like the thing that tips the scales to right. the who for me yeah. is the fact that like we're the loneliest we've ever been right. in society's history, even though we're also the most connected we've right. ever been. The other piece of that is I read this study from, I think it was Harvard recently, to my knowledge is the longest study of human beings behavior in terms of achieving happiness the longest ever standing study. And they started in like the 1920s or 1930s. And they followed these people throughout their whole lives. At the end of their lives, they asked them the question of like, what's brought the most happiness type of a thing. And it was this detailed study. And when they first started it, they had these, you know, hypotheses that, that, that were, you know, based on your, your financial success that were based on, you know, these other things. Oh, this is probably going to be it, or this is probably going to be it, or we think that this is going to be a major factor. And turns out the number one factor overwhelmingly and the whole study was the human connection and the quality of relationships. Yeah. Oh, well, that tips the scales in the who right. direction. Yeah. Because like you can be so good at something, but if you're just fucking lonely. Yeah, that's, like, that's it. <laughs> like what do you, you yeah. know what I mean? You can go, you yeah. can go pet your Emmys all you want. Exactly. You know what I mean? But that's what I thought. What I was do? like, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be super successful and look around and be like, I've never been on vacation. I have no friends. Yeah. I've been Right. I do the same thing every day. Right. Like it's what? like everybody it's like, will remember me, but I won't remember anybody. Exactly. It's like that's not a yeah. great. I have no fucking deal. life. <laughs> no <laughs> friends. No nothing. So, yeah. but yeah, it's that's true for who, who you know. God, can you imagine being a part of that study? That your whole life you have some guy that shows up every like four just months, like in the bushes. Yeah, just like that's Greg. He's hmm, doing the study of me. Seems unhappy today. How long is he doing this forever <laughs> yeah. until I die? Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna ask me a question. Yeah. Well, the the unfortunate thing is that they probably agreed to do it like when twelve dollars was a lot of money. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, they're like, sign this lifelong yeah, contract. I've we'll pay you a thousand dollars. A thousand dollars. Thousand. Greg's here again. Twelve dollars a year for ninety four <laughs> years. <laughs> Can't imagine. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know, crazy. When you look back, is the only way that you can join the dots. You know, it's like yeah. what Steve Jobs said. Is like, there's no way that you can connect all the pieces moving forward. Like when you no. moved out here, you weren't like, all right, I'm going to start this YouTube channel. 
going to meet these guys and then we're going to no. do these collaboration videos but, and like that's going to blow up my social and then I, that's going to lead to this other thing. I told you, I, I did have that feeling though when I was really young of I'm going to have to do this. I remember like getting introduced to YouTube and my friends and being like, this is this what is they it. fucking meant. What, like, this is what that meant. What year did you first get introduced to YouTube? Mm -hmm. In the context of, I'm going to start creating here. Probably like three and a half years ago. Really? I started my channel. Like, I started my, I was doing a bunch of stuff with Stevie. Probably okay. like three years. No. Yeah. I, I met Stevie like, I don't know, six years ago. And then I was okay. working with him for a couple of years. And I was like, I should start doing this. And yeah, he was yeah. like, yeah, you should start doing this. <laughs> yeah, was, no shit. Yeah. So I guess I started my channel. I don't know. Maybe three years ago, I started my okay. own stuff. Okay. Yeah. Might have been a little bit more. Time gets weird. <laughs> but, and I had a following on Instagram, which is so weird. I had this following and then I started my, I'm so bad at business. I started my <laughs> YouTube and then I just never told anyone. Yeah. Like you had YouTube. Never. Uh, no link in bio. Nothing. Yeah. And then I just grew on its own. And then only recently, like maybe like the beginning of this year, my best friend was like, you should tell people that you have a YouTube. <laughs> and I was like, Never even occurred to me. What? I know. So, but like people would find me on there and I was growing on there. I wasn't yeah. even doing anything. Yeah. So now I'm starting to well, That's that. the nice thing about like kind of the short form content yeah. environment of Instagram and TikTok and yeah. other things is like people who consume that are going to go to YouTube and be like, oh, what else does she do? Yeah. Have? Or yeah. people on YouTube have no idea. Like people know me now from like, I saw you on Facebook or YouTube or mm. it's never like one thing. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And it's nice to know that like actual people are watching it, <laughs> which is like really the best thing ever. If, like someone's like, I love your videos. And I'm like, you're a person and not a bot. Yeah. This is cool. That's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. You're not trying to sell Forex yeah. on somebody else's Instagram account. Exactly. And, like, comments. Yeah. yeah. And then the podcast came out yeah. recently too, right? Well, uh, so I've had this podcast for f five years. But you never told anybody about it. No, I, so I do. I did tell people about the podcast. <laughs> the podcast people know about. And I just started it because I was like, it was my best friend and me. And I was like, why not? Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, let's throw everything at the wall. The more like funny yeah. out there. Why not? Yeah. So I started it with no expectations. Just like doing it. My best friend and I talk for an hour. But recently she now... I was like very much like a stage parent. She's not an entertainer. She's just like wants to have a life with her husband and like yeah. a baby. And I was like, dance monkey. Boring. Yeah, fucking loser. <laughs> um, you like don't want attention all the time. It's weird. <laughs> well, you have security yeah. in yourself. Self-worth and not validated by other people. What's that like? Um, so yeah, so she, she was like, I don't want to do it anymore. And I was like, all right. So I have my good friend, Christina has stepped in and so she's now my new co-host. and So, yeah. I mean, How's that going? Do you like it? Yeah. I, I mean, I love it. it yeah. I think it's super important, as I'm sure you can agree with now that you do this, is just talking to another individual for an hour. Any extended period of time. Any With no phones, right. eye contact. I'm like, oh, weird people having a conversation and totally. connecting. It's almost an uncomfortable amount of eye contact. Like, while I'm looking at you right yeah. now. I'm well, like, it's weird now that we been, were talking about it. Yeah. Now I feel uncomfortable. I didn't before. Before it was fine. But yeah, it's... it's no, I it think it, it's it is compared to real life, though, what you're saying. Is, yeah. Is, it's weird because it's like we're going to post this on social. Sure. Which is like almost kind of counterintuitive to what we're talking about. But the act itself yeah. is... Yeah. Not something that happens frequently. I mean, people fucking post that they're themselves doing whatever anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm here doing this, but it's at least this is, this feels like it is good for 
my brain and like yes. to be a functioning member of society. Mm -hmm. Like whether or not my podcast does anything for me financially, like I think it's it's like going to therapy for me. Like mm -hmm. I think it's important to take care of this aspect of being a human yeah. and connecting with people because we don't get to do it enough. Well, and I think too, the more technology continues to change the work landscape, yeah. the soft skills are going to be a lot more valuable than yeah. even some of the hard skills. Yeah. And podcasting forces you to sharpen those soft skills, yeah. like communication, eye contact, yeah. asking somewhat relevant or interesting questions. Listening. That, you know, active <laughs> listening. Yeah. yeah. All of these things that, that are actually very beneficial right. in whatever field that you're in. Yeah. You know what I mean? In any professional sense, yeah. like you need to have some of these like soft skills dialed in. Attention span. Yeah. Right. That's right. really, truly, I get scared for myself. I'm like, oh my God, I need to like really connect with someone because I'm scared my attention span is just going to, because it's happening to everybody. It feels like right. nobody has right. a... Well, literally when we were hitting the record button, I was talking to you about what the show's about while checking my watch and looking at a message. And I was like, oh yeah, I could probably put this on do not disturb while I we're know. talking. It's, you know it's, I know. Mean? It's hard though. Like it seeps into us. It's like yeah. becoming a part of our DNA where right. I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. It's, it, and it's like a real skill. Like when I yeah. start, I don't know if you, if you were this way, when I started the show, I realized that I was not good at asking questions. <laughs> I was like, oh, this uh, is way harder than I thought. I was focusing yeah. on all the other parts of running right. a show. Oh, of course. You know what I mean? And then yeah, I was like, you're like the it's yeah, I was like, oh, we actually have to have content now. Right. Right. <laughs> this is not I know. easy. I'm still bad do. at it, but I'm good at I feel like my I mean, my show is I don't really ask questions. It's just more like conversational. Talking, yeah, yeah. And one thing leads to another, but still that's it's it's its own skill set. Yeah. That's why I, I love when people say that they're going to be the next Joe Rogan or they want to be the next Joe Rogan or like it's easy to do what Joe Rogan does or like they, they like play it down. Oh like my it's God. Not, it's like this dude's having a three hour conversation with a theoretical physicist. I, Try to have that conversation for 12 not, minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's I can't with every I can't imagine doing yeah. that. It's, I can talk about farts and NPCs <laughs> for an hour, but no, thank you. Yeah. Oh my right. gosh. Yeah, yeah, it really is. It's such a skill. And I think it's so important, especially for you. Who That's such an incredible thing to have. You're talking to all different kinds of people about so many different things. You're yeah. prepared for any situation, really, like any most situations. Well, yeah, when you find yourself in a room with, especially with, uh, you know, higher, quote unquote, higher status people, right. or celebrities or really wealthy people or yeah. whatever, best-selling authors or whatever. It's like, I've practiced now and unintentionally practice having conversations with high-level people on the show all the yeah. time. You know what I mean? So I have to come prepared to those conversations. Right. I read their book. Like, I have to yeah. gain more knowledge. I have to know how to at least speak somewhat intelligently about this topic. Yeah. And it helps me in social situations when I find myself in a room. Like, before I would have no idea what I'm supposed to say to this person. Yeah. It's like, now I got stuff to talk about or I have yeah. questions that to ask. Yeah. They're genuine, real, like, questions yeah. based on my own curiosity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, yeah, it's been extremely helpful. So. That's so cool. Mickey, I uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Thank we should do so this again sometime. It's a lot of fun. I, I love when the conversation just like when, when I get the notification that it's coming up on an hour, it's like, oh, well. It flew by. Yeah, it flew by. That was yeah. awesome. Great time. Yeah. Thanks so for coming on. Thank you for having so me. So if you're watching, listening right now and you don't know Nikki, go check out some of her stuff. She puts out some hilarious things on YouTube, on Instagram. Give her a follow at Nikki Howard. Nikki underscore, underscore Howard, Howard. Yeah. on Instagram and then Nikki Howard on YouTube. Nikki Howard on YouTube. N-I-K-K. Right. That's right. All right. Good. Perfect. Nikki, thanks for coming on. This <laughs> Thank is a blast. Thank you for having me. Bye. 
That's it for today's episode. Thanks for spending some time with me and my friends. If you want to be better friends with me, then head over to travischapel.com slash team to subscribe to my free newsletter, Your Friend Travis, where I share what's on my mind about life, building a business, raising kids, being married, and anything else I would normally share with my close circle of friends. That's travischapel.com slash team. And my biggest ask of you since I'm sharing my friends with you is to share this episode with a friend of yours that hasn't listened to the show yet. Then leave us a quick five-star rating in Apple Podcasts and in Spotify. It would mean the world to us as it helps us make sure that this show continues to be more valuable to you. Thanks in advance, and I'll catch you on the next episode. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.